deciding who wins the game on this call. Under review. The call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. Quarterback's arm is going forward. That's the worst call in the history of all sports. Welcome to another bad call where the refs aren't the only ones who get it wrong. I'm your host, Justin West, and my sidekick here is a man who's never seen a ref make a call that he's agreed with. JD, what's happening? (laughs) What's going on, baby buffer? <laughs> well, you know, we just uh, stumbled through trying to get that opening right three times. It's the first time I've botched it. Maybe I should have just <laughs> let it go. But, you know, it's it's week one. We're finally here. The, the first main slate of real football. And uh, if, any, if last night's any indication... Uh, we're we're in for some garbage, I guess this this weekend. I'm sure it's it's going to be exciting, but uh, we were all amped up for that Bears Packers game, and uh, of course, it did not go the way that we had hoped for. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, you get all amped up. You've waited a, waited you know months and months for an exciting game, and you're expecting these two offenses to go out and put up some points and you remember the first time they played last year and how exciting that game was. And this was the exact opposite of that game. Oh man. Well, I mean, I'll tell you what the game started out promising for the bears. The, the defense came out and just, uh, they, they made it so that Rogers had no time. They made him uncomfortable. They got his uniform dirty early. You could tell, they were they were hyped up. They shut down the running game, and in fact, the defense did their job last night. They held that offense to ten points. Uh, you know, it was really just the one drive that. Uh, you know, I, I actually think that they got pretty fortunate. You know, the Roquan Smith uh, pass interference call. You know, probably the right call, but. You know, it didn't didn't look like a whole lot there, and then um, it it was uh, the pass the the touchdown pass was just uh, it it wasn't even in the right spot. The defender certainly could have made a better play on the ball, but um, I, I guess the news of the night is how terrible the freaking Bears' offense was, and and, and I know uh, my man Mitch, he's still my man, by the way. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. Uh, he, uh, he didn't have his best game. That's for sure. But to me, the key to this game was, uh, Matt Nagy and his piss poor play calling. I, I don't think that I could, you know, I mean, freaking peewee football coach could have made better calls than that last night. They didn't. You know, they, they had trouble getting plays in. They, had, they took two delays a game on the same drive. You know, what, what's what's going on? Third and one, you try you bring in a wide receiver to hand the ball off to him to run up the middle. That's some freaking garbage right there. And then the next time you got it, you do this weird-ass RPO. I don't know, man. I, I'm just I, – I don't think that Nagy gave them an off – uh, a chance in that game. <laughs> I, I'm not going to disagree with you. Uh, the points that you made are all very, very valid. Uh, the one thing I'll say here is some of the, uh, like you said, there were, there were some RPO calls there that they should have been runs and they weren't. So, um, you know, been hearing the drumbeat all off season that uh, good old number 10 last year, he was, you know, QB 101 classes and 
he's graduated to QB 202 because his his decision making and his pre-snap reads and his progressions after the ball is snap are so much better. And I got to tell you, I did not see it last night. Um, it wasn't often that there was a pocket for him. Uh, Green Bay, you got to give it to him. Their defense played fantastically. Uh, our line looked like absolute garbage for most of the game. But when there was a pocket, he wasn't stepping up in it. He was telegraphing all of his throws. And there were a lot of over-under. So it, it looked a lot to me like the exact same stuff we dealt with for most of the year last year. Unless we were going against second and third string corners. So, um, well, here, yeah, this, a, this next game's going to have to be a lot better. And certainly, the, they, and, they, and they got the, the, extra the, couple the of rushing, they, ha- they have to. They got to run the ball. They, they only running. tried 14, they only attempted 14 rushes with their running backs. 15. Well, yeah, 14 with their running backs. Yeah. 14 with their so, running backs. And. This guy you went out and spent the money on and, and, and the draft capital to go get David Montgomery, who I thought actually looked good when he touched the ball. He made a great catch. Uh, I don't like putting Cohen. You might as well just call Cohen your slot receiver. I don't like putting him in the backfield because they're never going to run the ball with him set line up behind Trubisky, and the defense knows that. So if you want to put not yeah not up the middle you know you, not if you, not within your tackles if, you're never going within your tackles if, with if, him if you want him on the field he better be on the field with Montgomery or Davis back there because you know it, it's too easy for the defense to to suss out but uh, I I know I we're already spending probably more time on this than we should but on a bright note I would say that Allen Robinson showed me quite a bit last night he looks healthy he he's getting separation um and and yeah i think trubisky uh one thing i did like his feet were a lot calmer in the pocket um but he he needs to uh learn to make a progression of reads and and not not stare down those receivers because that yeah that was pitiful I, I don't know if you had a chance to go back and, and watch the game again. Uh, I went through and watched it on Game Pass, which, by the way, for all nine of you listening, if you don't have it and you love watching football, this is like the best way ever to watch a game. It's freaking phenomenal. Um, I watched that his interception play uh, probably about six times in a row, and I and I did it in slow motion, and, and all I did was watch Mitch's head well he or, was on you know, his eyes and his the feet. whole time and he overthrew and, him by three yards. i mean goodness gracious i mean he didn't like he might as well like dropped a note to the defenders like hey guys this is where i'm throwing this ball you know i mean amos knew it everybody else knew it too um but the thing is that wasn't the only play that he did it um the other problem that i have is so he if he wasn't looking at Allen robinson he was looking at Taylor Gabriel, or he was throwing it, you know, one yard to his to his back. The balls that he's throwing to Taylor Gabriel are balls that can be thrown to receivers that are six inches taller than Taylor Gabriel. You you can't throw those jump balls to five eight guys. Well, I, you lead him out and never three yards to the left or to the right, and you got it. It well, it's it's just not. It was not fun to watch. I'm not losing hope. They've got the ability. But I, the guy hasn't sold me yet. Well, we, you know, we all know. His, his his line didn't help him out. We all that's know all that. I mean, like, his line did not help him out. The line didn't have a good so. game. And, and this really just goes to show, you know, why you should get some refs, reps in the preseason. I'm not going to agree with you on that one. But. A, freak, a freaking preseason game. You know, they had no timing. He, he didn't play against anybody other than his own – own team in practice all preseason he he played three three snaps and handed a ball off three times in the first game that's all he played along with all these other guys i'm not buying into the i I don't think they should have four preseason games anyway but they should play a little bit um he he wasn't ready and um i think we just need to move on because i'm (laughs) Uh, about to 
you know, preseason ear. games or not, I don't think it would have made a difference. Well, I, I really I don't. I mean, we shouldn't have. I don't think it hurt them to not have because we don't we don't agree because I, it absolutely they had they didn't have the timing and the rhythm and they couldn't get the plays in on time and and that's stuff that you need to practice in game situations. So, um, okay, I'll let you have the last word on it then because <laughs> we'll keep arguing until you get it. So go ahead. But anyway. Um, before we get into our plays uh, that we want to talk about for the main slate on DraftKings this week, uh, you got anything to drink? Because uh, I, I'm going to need another one, and I don't have one within arm's reach. <laughs> uh, I am uh, going back to Old Faithful tonight. I'm drinking a little Knob Creek smoked maple. Uh, on the rocks, just sipping it down nice and smooth. Uh, it's good enough for one glass and I won't need any more because it's like drinking maple syrup. Nice. Nice. I've got a, uh, it's called rule of thirds from phase three brewing, uh, double IPA, uh, nice and juicy and smooth with a little bit of hot bite. Um, it's, it's, it's good to, uh, knock the edge off hopefully here because I, I got all fired up again um but it is what it is guess what the bears lost their first game last season and they ended up 12 and 4 winning the division so uh all is not all hope is not lost but you, you certainly and would like it, to have a better start they they were playing against a good defense too, so I'm not gonna. I mean, they're not like a lights out great defense, but they are a good defense. So credit where credit's due. Moving on. Yeah, and the worst part is that was just a. It was not a fun game to watch at all. I mean, there was, unless you like deep defense and penalties. Yeah, too many penalties. Uh, third and forty. Third and forty. No, no. no. First and 40. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, first and 40. That was ridiculous. I don't know. I mean, I, I think they're getting a little touchy on these pass interference calls, but whatever. Um, yeah, inconsistent. Yeah. So we said we were done with the game. We, but my one cl- it, Clearly, was, we'll, we'll really be done with this game until next week when the Bears play again. So... Uh, I was I was very bothered by they, they called the... Um, uh, pass interference against um, was it Gabriel towards the end of the game, or maybe in the, in the yeah it was in the fourth quarter. Uh, in the quarter prior to that, Jimmy Graham pushed Amukamara about four yards, and that was acceptable. So I don't care if you're going to call it, but call it both ways, like on both sides, completely down the middle. You know, another bad call, what or no call, however you want to look at it. Sounds good. Okay, so moving on, we got our first main slate action. Um, and so I think we, we each have uh, a player or two to talk about at uh, each of the positions. So why don't you lead us off at quarterback and and let everybody know who one of the guys that is in play for you this week. Uh, I'm... Looking at Jimmy G this week uh, for quarterback. Uh, coming in at 5,800. Uh, they're playing against Tampa. I suspect that this is going to be... Uh, I hesitate to use the, the term shootout because you kind of have two offenses that you're not 100% sure what you're going to get. Um, I mean, you know what the Shanahan offense is. You know what the Arians offense is, but... You haven't seen those with the quarterbacks that are going to play in this game. Um, well, I, I, Jameis Winston's at 66. Garoppolo's at 58. So uh, if if I'm going with two unknowns, I'm going to go with Garoppolo because it's saving me 800 bucks and I get to spend it elsewhere. Um, I would not be surprised if you know this game turns into you know like a, a 28-24 type of game and. Uh, I think you can get the value out of Garoppolo. I'd, I'd say you can call it a shootout, be, at least by Vegas standards, because it's uh, it's got one of the highest po- point totals of the week at 49, and it's it's like only a one-point spread. So they're expecting it to be a back-and-forth game. 
Uh, I, I definitely am going to have a lot of shares in that game as well. So uh, Jimmy G is a, actually a nice pivot, I think, because I, I would guess that uh, from all the preseason hype and everything, that Jameis Winston might be the one that's a little bit higher owned. Um, so I don't hate that play. Uh, my guy uh, that I've been looking at is, is also at 5,800 on DraftKings, and that's Carson Wentz. Uh, I think this Philadelphia offense is um, is primed and loaded to uh, to be really explosive. He's got a lot of the same weapons, uh, but they added some too. So they still have Alshon. They've got Zach Ertz. They've got Dallas Goddard, but they added Deshaun Jackson. They added. JJ Arcade of Whiteside. They've got a a few extra backs there. They got Miles Sanders who they drafted. Um, I like the offense. I like the matchup. They're playing um, Washington Redskins team who I think is probably a bottom five team in the NFL this year. Um, the The game total is only forty four and a half. However. Uh, Philadelphia's got a 27.75 implied total. Uh, big favorites. I, I, they're at home. I, I really like Carson Wentz this week. Yeah, I think that's a good play. You said he was 58. I think it's actually 57, which is even better. Well, that... Uh... The the one, one caveat that I'm watching is if they get in a position where they're they're up early uh, they may you know just see what they can do with their running backs uh, which will limit him but at that point in time he's probably already gotten his points um, I would say that if I'm going to put a Wentz play in I'm probably going to stack him with actually somebody like Miles Sanders probably in my flex spot because Sanders comes in at 3900 uh, and I can say this because he's not one of my running back plays but um if they do get up enough, you may see him get extended look and see what he can do with the ball in his hands. So, yeah, we'll see. But I mean, I, I like uh, when when a team's got a big favorite like this. Um, a lot of times, the the quarterback can put up a full game's worth of stats in in the first half. So, yep, um, I, I'm not too afraid of him. Uh, before we move on, I just want to go. I kind of picked a, a fade. At a few of these positions, and for me, uh, this guy's getting all the all the hype as a rookie here. Uh, but for me, I want to fade Kyler Murray. I think that uh, a I don't think it's a great matchup with Detroit. Uh, um, one, I, I'm you know Detroit's not going to have a terrible defense, and uh, they. Uh, uh, they're they're favored and and one of the things for Arizona is they don't have Patrick Peterson and their defense is going to be terrible and Detroit is going to want to run the ball so I think that just shortens down on the total number of plays in the game as it is and I just don't like uh, rookie quarterbacks that much uh, I, I think they well, tend and- to struggle uh out of the gate so i i would not be surprised to see kyler murray struggle and he and he's going to be uh a decent amount of ownership because a lot of people do like him so yeah i 100 percent agree with you here uh, the the prospect of kyler murray has to be a a season-long outlook uh for dfs standards Week one against what is actually a really good Detroit defense or an improved Detroit defense, uh, I think he's going to sh- he's going to struggle. Uh, especially they don't really have that good of an offensive line. It, it's going to be tough. Um, so uh, the guy that I'm going to give you that is to me an, an obvious stay away from, but uh, some people get caught up uh, because uh, we all know Fitz Magic. Ryan Fitzpatrick is good for like three games, so you try to get it in when you can. The, this is not the week to do it. Uh, you're going against Baltimore, which has a really good defense. You just got rid of your best offensive linemen, your short weapons. This is not the time to go for Fitzmagic. Look elsewhere. There's too much value. 
Yeah, well, you may want to get if if you're gonna play Fitz Magic, you may want to get him in the first quarter of the season because he might not be starting after that. But <laughs> oh, that's fine. But week one against Baltimore is not the time to. Do oh, it. for sure, no. That's that's an obvious obvious uh, fade. So let's go ahead and move on to running back. And uh, I know that you you're a little nervous to give out all your secrets here on who you want to play, but give us somebody that that could be a reasonable uh, guy this week. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to steer away from your, you know, play Zeke, play Saquon, play McCaffrey. Um, I'm going to go down a little bit further along the list. Uh, Who's somebody that should still be pretty obvious. um, But I don't think is getting a full look here is carry on Johnson. You know, the lions want to run the ball more. They're going up against one of the worst defensive lines in the league, and uh, that just spells, you know, lots of lots of attempts, lots of success rate. So uh, I'm going carry on, and um, you know, depending on how things go down, I may put a little CJ Anderson in with him and double up, you know, in a, in a GPP flyer. That that would be interesting to play both of them. I don't know if I could could stomach that in a lineup, but. Uh... I don't, I don't dislike the the notion of carry on. I I, I agree with you that uh, the Arizona defense is just not good, and I think Johnson was going to get plenty of run there. The guy for me that you know there there's probably three plays that really stand out this week, uh, just from a uh, opportunity and value standpoint. Uh, but for me, Chris Carson is just looking fantastic at 5,700. Um, playing against Cincinnati, uh, the uh, Seahawks are a 10-point favorite. We know they're liking to run the ball. That that seems to be pretty well locked up for Carson in that job. I think that Cincinnati could be historically bad this year. Uh, you know, along the lines of 0-16, and 1-15, bad. Uh, I don't really like much of anything on that team. And Chris Carson, you know, shows he can catch it, he can run it. And, and I think that Seattle is uh, just going to walk here um, in this game. So uh, a couple other guys, I mean, I probably don't even have to bring them up, but Dalvin Cook and Nick Chubb also are fantastic plays. Uh, you you mentioned Zeke. This is the week you don't want to play Zeke, if you ask me. He's he's coming, you know, off of no preseason practice. He, you know, I I know they say he's been working out or whatever. All that. they're not gonna give him his full workload in the in the first first week. Uh, I I don't. I just wouldn't spend that kind of money on the guy. Um, but my fade <laughs> is Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I, I know a lot of people are itching to see this guy play after a year and a half. Uh, and uh, some people have spent some pretty good uh, draft capital on him in their fantasy uh, fantasy leagues. But the matchup against the Buffalo defense, who is – is is for real is not the place to do it yeah um i'll kind of go backwards through here everything you just said i i agree with the the bell fade uh buffalo's defense is actually pretty good Uh, and bell hasn't played football in what like 20 months or something like that Uh, so you just you really don't know what you're gonna get uh as far as zeke goes I mean, how many touches do you need to get value? I guess is where the question comes in. At 9,200, you know, it, you know, who knows? And I, I think uh, the Giants' defense is a little underrated. Um, the Chris Carson play, um, I, I'm curious. I, you know, I love Chris Carson. Like, if I could have him in all my leagues, I totally would. Uh, I've been a, as they say, a truther of his for a while now. How would you feel about doing a Wilson Carson Lockett stack, or like a Wilson Carson Seahawks defense stack? Uh, 
Um, well, if I'm if I, I like the Wilson Carson locket for GPPs, I don't know that the Wilson Carson defense correlates well for a tournament uh, play. Uh, the the running back and the defense can correlate well, but the, usually the you, the quarterback doesn't fit in that uh, dynamic. So, um, but I, I probably will have some of that, uh, Wilson Carson Lockett, um, this week because just because of their, um, their matchup and everything. So I may, I may pivot and do a a Wilson Metcalf just to see. <laughs> yeah, because if he does it, if he does it week one, and you, and you don't have him, you're not going to get the same uh, lack of ownership the next week. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. That, that, I'm talking GPP flyer. You got to do it in week one when nobody nobody else is going to do it. Sure. Well, that being said, let's go ahead and move on to receiver. I I don't know. We haven't talked or discussed this, but I wouldn't be surprised if we got the same guy here. Um, real quick, uh, another obvious fade at running back for me. I'll just give you another obvious one: is Damian Williams, and it has absolutely nothing to do with the Lashawn McCoy signing. It's just this is a bad matchup for him, so I'm I'm staying away from Damian Williams this week. That's interesting. I mean, the, that game does have a pretty high total, and uh, Kansas City's got a pretty high implied uh, total as well. Uh, so, um, I, I don't know. It. I probably just because you can't play all the guys, uh, I don't know if Damian Williams is, is the right guy for me. But I actually don't think his ownership is going to be that high, so he might not be a bad GPP play. Well, I, I will say this. If he's going to get any value, it's all going to come off of uh, passes. It won't be rushing. That's my my thought anyway. Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, let's, go, right. let's go ahead and uh, dive into wide receiver. All right. Well, this one was hard for me because whenever you, you're talking wide receiver, there's so many different plays there. And, uh, you know, I've got a lot of guys that I, I really like. Um, but the guy that I'm actually uh, most intrigued by at this point in time, I'm going to go back to the Lions and I'm going to say Kenny Galladay um, because they have no corners to speak of. Uh, Arizona at that point in time because Peterson suspended. Um, they lost one of their other top corners. Hey, this is just setting up as a perfect situation. Yeah, they want to run the ball more, but you you still have to pass. And Kenny Galladay, uh, you know, if it wasn't for what did he have like six touchdowns called back or tackled at the one last year? No, he certainly had some bad touchdown variants. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, I mean. The guy would have been just monstrous. Um, they don't call him Babytron for nothing. I want to see this guy go off, and I think he's got a chance to to put up, you know, six for you know, hundred and a touchdown this week. So I, I, I like that's what that. I'm at. I like that call. I, I'm I was looking at him quite a bit myself, uh, but the guy uh, I picked uh, at at forty eight hundred, uh, Dee Westbrook. I know you like this guy too, <laughs> and uh, he he's got you know a great matchup. Kansas City uh, was uh, six worse in defensive DVOA last year. Uh, by all accounts, uh, Westbrook has been developing a nice rapport with Foles already. He of uh, <laughs> of eleven Nick Foles passes in the preseason. Uh, Westbrook was targeted on seven of them. He's playing that slot role. He he's. I think this guy might be like the monster steal of the year. And at forty eight hundred in, in a game that is is going to have some points scored, he he just stands out like I just see this red light flashing 
actually, I should say a green light flashing over his head uh, because uh, it says, play me, play me, play me. Uh, I'm li- I like him in, in cash and GPPs. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't want to give away all, all my plays, but he's he's a guy that will be in pretty much all of my lineups, if not all of my lineups. Um, I've been, you know, following him now and watching him, and uh, yeah, I like this guy. I've had him on some on my dynasty teams. Like this guy's the real deal. He runs amazing routes, and now he's got a quarterback. And he, you, like you said, he's in a perfect situation where this game should be a back and forth point battle. And Kansas City's secondary is very weak, so it just everything is setting up for it. And this is another guy that if you don't play him in week one, by the time you go to play him in week two, week three, uh, he's uh, he's going to be an extra two thousand. Yeah, I think he's he'll be he'll be by you know week four. I think he'll be a seven k receiver. So yeah, um, and you know it'll it'll happen easy. It'll happen quick. So you either you either use it now in an advantageous game, or you just don't get that value. Right on, right on. So. Um, I've got a fade. Do you have a fade in this category? I have a fade-ish. <laughs> my my fade-ish is just just because I'm a little injury concerned, uh, and that's Alshon Jeffrey. Um, got something going on with his bicep, I believe. And um, you know, even if he goes, he may not go the whole time. And as we mentioned, they've got so many other weapons that they they don't really have to force the issue. Um, I expect. Uh, a number of hey Deshaun Jackson run as fast as you can and I'm going to throw it uh, you know you got your dump offs to, to Erds and Goddard and uh, I just I don't think the volume is going to be there to warrant 5900 on Alshon uh, and I, I love Alshon but I just don't think it's I don't think it's the play I don't I don't uh, necessarily uh, have a strong opinion on that um, if he plays I think you use him um, you know Obviously, in your season longs, I think you got to use him if he plays. Oh yeah, it's a different conversation. Uh, yeah, I, I know, um, but like I said, I like Wentz and uh, Alshon's got a. Uh, he's like one of the big touchdown targets for for Wentz. Uh, so it, it remains to be seen. He did pop up with that bicep in the middle of the week, uh, so we'll see. I don't know if it's a, a real serious thing or just something they're they're putting out there. Uh, my fade happens to be uh, Julio Jones, and I love Julio Jones. He's a fantastic receiver, but he's, you know, there's been some weird news coming out this week about him. He's saying he may or may not be hurt. He doesn't know if he's going to play, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but then there's, you know, he's he's looking for a contract, too. And I just get this sneaking suspicion that uh, even if he does play, he's not um, going going full out. So, um, and, and you're going to laugh at me when I get to the end of this uh, whole thing and give you my, my sneaky weird call of the week. Uh, but um, I'll, I'll just leave it at, at that for, for that well, for this week at, at the 8,000 price. Uh, projected ownership in the twenty percent range. Uh, I'm I'm fading Julio this week. My add-on to everything everything you just said is that he's probably going to be covered by Xavier Rhodes. That's not an easy matchup. Oh no! Like if if I'm taking an Atlanta receiver, I'm taking Calvin Ridley. And I I'm not sold on Calvin Ridley. I mean, he had like three four good games and then did nothing else. So it. I don't disagree with you. Again, it's hard because you're not going to get Julio at that price very often. But it's week one. That's just kind of how it goes. If you go up a hundred bucks or a hundred bucks, uh, OBJ is actually kind of scary to me too because he hasn't gone full speed yet. Yeah, that that how's that hip? That, how's that hip going to hold? Hip, so that's, that's a scary. Yep. He's worried about he has, he's not sure if he can open it up. He he's relying on a adrenaline to get there yeah that that scares me too it could be gamesmanship i mean i mean that's certainly a possibility but uh yeah uh it it's enough of a concern to me that uh when you're paying 
big bucks on guys like that, you want to make sure that they're they're at the top of their game. Um, but uh, let's let's go ahead and move on to tight end. Uh, this <laughs> this is a position that's that's. I mean, there there's a there's a few like obvious plays, but you know, do you want to play an obvious play? Uh, I don't know who who you got here. So I've got two that are they're they're right in line uh, for me, but the the one I'm actually going to look at is um, Hunter Henry. Uh, I mean the the guy missed all last year, but so the Chargers of Los Angeles are San Diego. They're they're hurting at offensive line. Um, so they're going to have to get rid of that ball really, really quick. And that pretty much means Eckler, Allen, or Henry. And uh, I think they're going to start trying to get Henry back into the flow of things, and he could be set up for a good, you know, six to eight targets, which at 3,900 could pay off real quick. Yeah, I don't really uh... – dislike Henry he's not uh, he's not popping in my model um, but that well and it, his ownership's going to be really low too <laughs> yeah, I mean Henry 9 to 12 percent that's not terrible for a tight end but um, he I he's certainly due for a breakout and without Gates finally maybe he can get out of the shadow especially with the running back situation there so yeah um for me uh man is this is i don't i don't know if this is an obvious play or uh, it's it's oj howard you know that that game uh, looks like a shootout uh the uh over under is 49 i think both teams are right around 24 something implied total uh San Francisco gave up 19 touchdowns to the tight end position last year. Um, O.J. Howard has elite speed and athleticism, and Bruce Arians likes to throw the ball. So uh, all of this, uh, to me, equals uh, equals uh, big score potential. I, I think O.J. Howard is, is in line to have – a big year, uh, five thousand. Uh, I, I don't know if that's a good price or a bad price. From from tight end perspective, there's there's not a lot that get priced up that high, uh, but he's still uh, two thousand twenty one hundred discount from Kelsey and eleven hundred from Ertz. So and and yeah. and, and sixteen hundred from the other guy in that game, George Kittle. So. Who the, I like all those guys, but I just I, you know if I'm trying to save a little bit of money at the position, um, but not take a dart throw. Uh, I, I like OJ Howard. The the key to OJ Howard this week for me is actually the five thousand dollars. There's so much value in week one because you know you're these prices are guesstimated based off of what happened last year and you know some other formula that leads into the rest of this year and all that fun stuff oj howard's not going to be five thousand dollars again this year if he's healthy you're not going to get him at five thousand you're going to see him closer into that six and up range if healthy um and in this game against san francisco he's probably going to have a pretty decent pass rush Again, Winston's not going to have a ton of time to get rid of the ball, I suspect, which means it's going to go a lot of Howard and a lot of Godwin. And it's going to be a lot of balls to be thrown around. Uh, I don't see that it's it's out of the realm of possibility for Howard to get five catches for 70 yards and possibly a touchdown. If he gives you five for 70 and a touchdown, that's 18 points. You've You've almost hit four times your value at that point. Yeah, but that's an easy play for me. Yeah, yeah, dude, dude looks good. Um, I don't really have a a fade. 
in from from the tight end perspective, I mean, I like Kelsey. I, I like all the big names. Um, I mean, maybe maybe Kyle Rudolph. I just don't know that he's still up there. But uh, anybody that's below you know thirty five hundred is hard to hard for me to classify them as a fade. Yeah, I won't call this a fade either. I will just call this an obvious reinforcement. Don't play Jordan Reed. I'm, I don't know that he's cleared the concussion protocol. Well, last, but, last I heard he had. I mean, so. it, you know, if if he goes, I mean, he's that's his what seventh concussion. So if, if anything happens in the in you know like the wind blows too hard, he may be done. That's that's so, that's like true. again, it's not a fade. It's just a <laughs> confirmation. Don't don't play that guy. All right. Although this may be the this may be the one week to play him. I don't, I don't know. Right. <laughs> Depending on how you want to look who, at it. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. It, it it's really it's it is sad. The guy's got some tremendous talent. He just has had some terrible luck when it comes to being able to stay on the field health wise. Speaking of which. Tyler Eifert, this might be the one week to play him too. I don't. And and Greg Olson, <laughs> why don't we just name them all? Jason Witten. <laughs> oh man, you know, um, yeah. I, I I feel like he came out of retirement because ESPN just said, "Hey, maybe you want to go play again." I don't know because yeah, you suck <laughs> as an announcer. Maybe. Maybe he bored himself and come into coming out of retirement. Oh man! All right, so here I, I've got something. Uh, we didn't talk about this, but I'm going to call this the another bad call of the week. Um, and and the, yes, I've got lots of those. And, and the reason, yeah, pretty much look at all my lineups. But uh, D- David and Joker. The, the, the reason I'm going to call this because I'm going to talk this guy up. It's going to seem like a terrible idea once when you take into account everything that's been going on. But um, <laughs> I'm just going to say, I'm going to, I don't ta- want to talk about him on air. I'm going to take some flyers <laughs> this week on Antonio Brown. <laughs> it's, 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 I'm, I'm muting right I know, now. I'm I, just muting. I, everybody just collectively threw up in their mouth. Uh, the guy is a freaking circus. Um, I, I think his talents and his actual physical abilities are have been starting to diminish, but I, I'm starting to believe that all this stuff is like just a circus act for publicity, not only maybe on his part, but also on the Raiders' part. Um, and I, I don't know if you saw this or not, but like, an hour or two, probably two hours before we started recording this, he released this silly video on YouTube where he's, he, he recorded a phone call with him and Gruden and, uh, basically Gruden said, man, just play some football. You're a football player. And, and, uh, you know, they, they made nice. I think they want to make a point. The Raiders do, that it it's not a bad idea wasn't a bad investment so i think they're just gonna pepper the guy with targets i mean it, it could be bad money me throwing bad money at a crazy situation but it it, it it's not the first time and it certainly won't be the last <laughs> uh it's just, it seems like the kind of thing though that people are going to be scared of them so if you play them it could be some lower ownership, and 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 if he goes off, you're you're looking like a genius, like my like my Trubisky play from last year. Okay, <laughs> I was actually really glad that at the top of the show we didn't cover any of this because this clown does not need any more. Can I call it publicity if there's only like <laughs> four of us? Um, I, I'm not convinced he's actually going to play. They had an option uh, to pretty much kill some of his guaranteed money 
if he's not on the roster by Monday. And I'm not going to be surprised if he's not making nice just long enough to get his, his guaranteed. And then uh, all of a sudden, you know, more drama or uh, mysterious hamstring or he goes back into a cryogenic chamber or, you know, something weird like that. Uh, okay. Is the talent there? Is the talent there? Yes. It's not what it was, and you can say what you want about Big Ben and the, that whole situation, but the the scheme and his quarterback helped out a whole lot with his success. Um, but this again, this is one of those if you're gonna if you're gonna play him, this is the week to play him. Obviously, he's not on the main slate, but right. I was yeah. I was gonna say first of all, I need to say. He's not on main slate, um, but this is just the crazy, my, you know, another bad call of the week uh, here. Um, I got this weird feeling, kind of like I did with Trubisky before, even though I, had, I put a lot more uh, research into that one. I, I was pretty, I had found some trends on that play, but I just... And it made sense going against the third-string corners that he was playing Well, let's against. just say nobody else agreed with me when I was talking oh, yeah. about That's because it. It, was, it was Trubisky, and I didn't do the same research you did. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I know, we don't want to talk about this guy. I don't really want to talk about this guy. It's been a freaking circus, and, and that's why, you know, all the arrows say point away from him uh and that's yeah, it's, that, a, it's a contrarian master play and that's, yeah and that's that's what i'm talking about so well here here's the deal if i win on the main slate then i will likely do that in a showdown on monday if history repeats itself like it normally does and i lose on sunday then i will not be doing <laughs> doing that on monday um I'm going to throw out my uh, play this guy. Uh, we'll, we'll call it the another bad call. And uh, because this has a potential to be bad, uh, Michael Gallup. It's not nearly as dramatic and uh, documented and hard knock if uh, <laughs> as the, the AB play. Um, but I think that at 4,300, he actually has a good chance uh, to go off and uh, reel in a, a good three to four times that value. And I suspect will be uh, fairly low owned with all the other value out there at receiver. Yeah, and I actually don't hate the play. I think Michael Gallup, uh, I played him quite a few times last year thinking he was going to get the opportunity Um a lot of reports have uh, pointed towards him being a decent part of this offense, and without Cole Be- Beasley there uh, anymore, I think he's going to have that opportunity because they can't all go to Zeke and uh, Amari. Yeah, it, and you know there were reports last year too, like this is this is going to be his week. He's developing chemistry and it just, it never really happened. So I'm, I'm going to have a couple shares of Gallup this week. I think he could, like I said, come in at a good three to four times his value. Yeah. And he's, he's real low price. So not, not like a big, huge risk as far as uh, putting him in your lineup. Nothing, nothing but upside. Right. So I think uh, that, that we had some, decent discussion i i know that we'll be uh even more prepared coming up uh through the season it's not that we weren't prepared tonight it's just that uh with all that's going on this is the this is the time of the year if you have some hunches uh go after them because we don't have the data to support um what is actually going to be on the field this year. We, we know what happened last year, but there's a lot that changes in, in, in an off season, which with every team. So uh, if, if you've got a hunch or you think you've got an edge, now's the time to exploit it. Um, 
you don't uh, have to go along with the masses on everything but uh, certainly uh, take your chances and uh, hopefully we'll all be making some money this year yeah if, if i may build off of what you just said week week one for me has always been uh hunch or uh go with your gut week week two is overreact to week one week week three is uh try to uh calmly react to what we then learned again in week two and by the time you get to week four is where you really start to see some trend where you're actually using the data to to drive your decisions forward. So th- those first couple of weeks are they're not a whole, there's not a ton of data for you to use. So uh, this is 100% the week to go. You know what? This is this is what I feel. This is what my gut's telling me. And uh, you know you're not going to be right all the time. And look, we uh, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> we, we we are. Um... We're looking at a lot of data, the two of us, and 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 I know that uh, we're trying to develop some of our own. So, you know, l- listen up, pass the word, get people, uh, get people listening to this. I know that uh, you know we're not the most polished at this, but we are, I think, the most passionate. So, we really like what we're doing here. We enjoy uh, talking about football and overreacting and analyzing and inter- any interactions that we're having on social media is we, we're both really excited to have it and we're glad that uh, people can be engaged um, so that being said JD why don't you tell people where they can get in touch with you yeah find me in those usual spots at JD West 22 uh, on Instagram and Twitter hit me up let's talk and you can find me on Twitter at Justin M. West, Instagram, JMW1977. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Another Bad Call. And if you want to send us a note or drop a line, you can email us anotherbadcall at gmail.com. For JD, I'm Justin. Keep on listening so we can help you avoid making another bad call. <laughs>